0: Stephen, <laughs> who does nobody who told does, me if was,
1: I was supposed to do this. So I was literally no, taking no, no. a breath to do it. But no, no,
0: it's okay. What I was going to say is, listen, you guided us, Stephen. You, Stephen Straw, managing editor of fanby.com guided us through the choppy, lengthy waters of our six-hour, 138-game deliberation onto what would actually become our top 50 games of the decade. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the intro.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I've right. got kind of a headache, so I'm cool. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's Friday, baby. Just call. You know, just chill. Yeah. You know oh my mean?
2: god, it is Friday. Yeah. I
0: just didn't
3: realize that.
0: Doesn't feel like it. And I wanted, And I want to just say that we have ended up with a definitive, inarguable, undisputed, indisputable mm-hmm. top fifty games of the decade, 2010 to 2019. Uh, I am Fanbyte.com Editor-in-Chief John Warren. Uh, sitting next to me are Dylan Skiffington, Guides Editor, Fanbyte.com. Yeah, hi. And on my other side is Nicholas
1: Grayson, Social Editor, oh, Fanbyte. Wow.
0: And on the call we have, like I said, Stephen Strum, Managing Editor editor of Fanbyte.com.
1: Hello. Uh, definitely uh, purchase the fine per- products of uh, Monster Energy. Uh, we love
0: Monster Energy here. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> at Fanbyte.com. Uh, also on the call is Danielle Riando. Hi, I am Editor. so
2: glad that Into the Breach was the number one game this decade. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the call. Thank
0: you. Uh, <laughs> and last but certainly not least is Merit K, Features and Turning Editor, fanbyte.com. Hello, Merit.
4: Hey, let's uh, let's put this list down for the, uh, the 1, 2, 3, 4, etc. count.
0: <laughs> let's, let's do it. How this is going to work is I'm just going to count it down. What we did is we individually li- uh, ranked the 50 games that ended up on this list. I then took some incredibly difficult math and put it into a machine that our experts computer. here at uh, <laughs> fanby.com have constructed for us. It looks like an abacus made out of empty monster energy cans. Right. Oh, uh, um, here I
1: thought that they had just made one of those calculator levels in Super Mario Maker 2 uh, and just used that. Uh,
0: that would be a conflict of interest, wouldn't it? Because that, <laughs> that, that game, is that game does it. No, the monster is not a conflict of interest. <laughs> is um, that because they do not on this list. <laughs> the, the, I will just say the device that they use that we use looks like something Doctor Manhattan would build if he was high. So, so like, just, it's, just, uh, just yes, yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Um. So how this is gonna work? I, we're just gonna count it down based on the collective ranking. I'm going to give you some little stats about the game, uh, and then the person who ranked it the highest will give one or two quick words about why they thought it was one of the best games of the decade. Does that make sense to everyone here? It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. Let's get started. At number fifty, some would say maybe shouldn't even be on the
1: list because it ranks <laughs> so low. God of War
0: is is the no 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 Kerbal Space Program. Uh-oh. It is a 2011 release. It scored a 69-nice out of 300 possible points, Uh, and the highest ranking is Nicholas Grayson at 29, and the lowest, hating these little aliens, (laughs) wanting their little ships to explode and fail, is Merrick K. What? At 46. Well,
4: you know, it would be higher if they were minions, but... (laughs) If they were, listen, oh my
0: God, DreamWorks, please, 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 please please get in touch with Joe Lammert at Private Division. Mm -hmm. She will get you hooked up with a Minions uh, licensed Kerbal Space Program too. Uh, So Nicholas, since you thought this game, since you, since you're rooting for these little shitheads to build their spaceships, please tell us why you love this game.
5: Um, it's fun because their names are like Bob and Carl. Um, and also Vinny murdered one on the moon. That was a
1: very good.
5: Uh, um, and the, legitimately, yeah. that is why, in the middle of the pack, it got hard for me to rank some of these, because I hadn't oh, I, truly I, played I get them. Yeah. Um, so I had to really go back into the well, and I fucking loved that, uh, that feature from okay. our friends over at GiantBomb.com. All
0: right. Well, Kerbal Space Program is the number 50 game of the decade. All right, coming in at number 49 is DMC Devil May Cry 2013 release. 76 out of a possible 300 points. Uh, I, myself, ranked it lowest at 48. Sorry, Dante. And the highest ranking was Stephen Strom at 27. Hi. Stephen, please tell us about why you love this game
1: uh the devil may cry games are just like stalwarts of the 3d action genre which is not a genre that is like particularly well represented these days and i think dmc devil may cry is the most inventive and the most stylish of those games in a series that like prides itself on being stylish and by that i mean it breaks out of the mold of like the very kind of i think limp uh sort of anime kind of stylings and kind of leans into this other uh whole thing of like really anti kind of they live style and everything like that which we've talked about on previous podcasts you can go listen to those so yeah excellent thank you
0: coming in at number 48 we have uh this is gonna kill steven i'm so sorry <laughs> oh, we have God. darkest dungeon 2016 oh, release that's fine 77 out of a possible 300 points <laughs> dylan absolutely <laughs> loathing this game ranking it at 50 out of, one, out, of, wow. out of 100. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. Ranking it at 50. God damn. With Steven at 6, I will tell you now, this ties for the largest discrepancy
3: wow. of Ooh, lowest ties.
0: ranking and highest ranking. So, Ooh. Steven, please, you did enlighten <laughs> us about why this game meant a lot to you <laughs> yeah. in our Deliberation podcast. And Dylan is sitting here just snickering oh, at everything about just yeah. your life and meaning. Uh, just and spitting is, on my own
1: father, actually. Weird. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> he brought him into the studio he, today he just printed to put out a glossy in his JPEG face. of
0: he printed a glossy JPEG of your father and is dunking it into the trash. Um, uh, oh, No, so please tell us, you know, I, I re- remind us why this game is important and maybe just tell us something about why you think it's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody listening to this has probably heard me talk about my kind of personal um, attachment to the game. I think the other big thing just to note about it is that it's just a really interesting kind of RPG in the way that it, like, handles taking together a bunch of random nobodies and kind of honing them into like diamonds over time and just through horrible hardships um because it's a very difficult game uh and then leans into a lot of interesting stuff with like you know the eldritch horror kind of weighing on the characters minds and making like um mental distress a major component of the game a major mechanic and it's largely played for like you know kind of like horror tropes and stuff like that like the character's go un- become unstable and in- different things and develop different personality quirks like that that can hin- help or hinder you in combat and that stuff uh, you know maybe not always the most sensitively portrayed but it is extremely interesting in terms of just like giving things that you have to micromanage and it's just an entire game out of like making the best of a bad situation uh, over a long course of time and i think that speaks to a lot of things that uh, honestly in the real world cool excellent target's dungeon
0: number 48 game of the decade Uh, Number 47, this is going to kill Danielle, Alien Isolation, uh, 2014 release, Uh, an 81 out of a possible 300 points, Nicholas, hating the scary things, (laughs) put it at 48, and Danielle, loving the hell out of this xenomorph, is at 7. Danielle, please tell us about why Alien Isolation rules.
2: Oh my god, okay, well it's a great horror game, a really really good example of what you can do with an actual budget and the type of horror game design where there's basically no combat, there's a little bit but whatever, Uh, and the actual creature itself has this wild AI where it doesn't really obey by the rules and that felt almost like a transformative kind of experience where you're running around a spaceship, everything's going wrong, you're a really cool character who's an engineer, And this alien doesn't seem like it's playing by the rules of normal video game logic. It's very scary, very effective, and very, very good.
0: Very scary indeed. 47, Alien Isolation Game of the Decade, yes. (laughs) Coming in at number 46, we have Spelunky. A 2012 release with a big old asterisk next to it. <laughs> uh, it. The original release was certainly not in this decade, but the remake that almost everyone has played was released in 2012, uh, earning a 97 out of a possible 300 points. John and Nikki, we just put both just just punt this game into the sun at 46 yeah. <laughs> and and. And Merritt loves to rescue these little dogs and princesses and stuff like that at 19. Merritt, why do you love Spelunky?
4: Um, I think it's it spawned an entire rogue light renaissance, and it's better than 99% of those games. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. rely on grinding to, like, get more gear and stuff. It's just, like, learning the game. And also, this is, like, a deeply funny game, uh, so you can play it on the level of either being really good at it or being deeply terrible and um it's fun either way. Excellent. Thank
0: you, merit Number forty six, Spelunky, our Game of the Decade. Number forty-five, Candy Box. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so uh, Nicholas Grayson's candy Me too. Box.
0: It's very it's very good that it's on this list. a twenty thirteen release on browsers, it earned it one hundred and two out of a possible three hundred points. Dylan put it at forty-eight, presumably because he's allergic to joy. And Nikki ranked it at nineteen. Now, Nikki, you are newest to this game. You only discovered it last was, week. Some would say this might be a recency bias, yeah, but it's okay. Uh, please tell us why you fell in love with Candy Bob. This game
5: makes no fucking sense, and it rules. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason for this video game, and it it rules. I don't know. There was I the day that I learned about it. I just sat there and played it that was my whole night
0: that that describes i mean i think what i think is really cool about this not just to chime in but it's like i think that describes everyone that found candy box was like oh i found it and then this was my 24 to 72 hours Mm -hmm. like cool you know
5: so um yeah it's just really good there you you it continues to ask you to open doors and there are very few games that i've played where it is truly unknown Mm. What will be behind that door? Um, it's a good.
0: So, Candy Box. Number 45, Game of the Decade. Uh, number 44. This is. I'm shocked that this ranked as low as it did, actually. Uh, We have Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn 2013 release.
1: Gee, I wonder who's going to have ranked that highest out of all of us.
0: (laughs) Uh, We have 105 out of 300 possible points. Danielle ranked this lowest at 49, presumably because she hates cat girls. And uh, uh, and the highest ranking is Steven at 5 to no one's surprise. Steven.
1: Please tell us why you love this game. It's the best, like, MMO ever made. It's the best Final Fantasy ever made. It is, you know, it's... (sighs) It has its problems, and I think, like, anybody who listens to uh, podcast that Danielle used to be on lately has heard <laughs> these po- uh, problems repeated recently, which is that the game is, like, really, really slow, but a lot of that slow burn is in service of, like, building up a cast of characters that is, like, truly remarkable, that eventually gets thrown into, especially once you reach the expansions, like, into some of the best writing in video games ever, and... In order to access all that stuff, you end up going through these dungeons that have some of the most, like, you know, well-designed and interesting combat encounters of any video game I've ever played in my entire life. It's absolutely out of this world. Like, I don't know how many games uh, ask you to, like, uh, divide numbers by, you know, determine which numbers are prime in a sequence and then stand in different parts of a arena (laughs) uh, then to that way you do not get shot by a robot sniper boss um and then you can turn around and fight him and then when you're done with that you go back to the main story which is like about like the horrors of colonialism and like is does not pull any punches when it like deals with real world problems like that once you get into especially Stormblood and whatnot so yeah it's it's uh incredible uh people should play it when it does that they're they're putting in a thing where they're going to make the like first 50 hours of that game they're going to squash them down to like 10 or something like that because they know that a lot of the fetch yeah. quests of the early going of that game are, are rough so they're pretty gonna, rough like, they're going to fix that yeah so. you,
0: you have to pay your dues in a way that like i think it makes it pretty inaccessible but I, it's something i do want to revisit final fantasy 14 or realm reborn our number 44 game of the decade number 43 Butterfly Soup, a 2017 release, 113 out of a possible 300 points. Dylan ranked this lowest at 49 because he has trouble reading. <laughs> and, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Dylan is <laughs> yes. just our punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen! There will be others who are my punching bag oh, later I can't on. Wait. Trust me. Uh, highest ranking is Danielle at 10. Danielle, please enlighten us.
2: I think this is a top ten game. I think uh, because it's very, very charming, very, very funny, and a perfect example of the kind of sort of small, personal kind of storytelling. This is like a free game made by one person. It's very, very short, but it's a very nice little slice of life, and it's funny, and it's very queer, and holy shit, that fucking song on a recorder is like <laughs> one, of the, one of my like top ten actually funniest uh, video game moments in my life. Like it's it's actually very.
0: Very funny. Fantastic game. It's very yeah. good. Uh, number forty three, Butterfly Soup, our forty third game of the decade. Wow, that was smooth. Uh huh. Perfect. Thank you. Number forty two. This is this is this uh, is a wild one. Wow. Forty two is Warframe, a twenty thirteen huh. release that has on undergone about eighty four different expansions and <laughs> changes since then, and it it's almost a free. completely almost a completely different game. Um, then when it launched, it's yeah. just gotten better and better and better. It did earn 116 out of a possible 300 points. Uh, Merit put this lowest at 50, presumably because she is defending the honor of Destiny 2. And, <laughs> and uh, the highest ranking is Dylan at
6: six. Wow. Uh, so Dylan, please
0: tell us why this is a top 10
6: game for you. I mean, I think it was the first free to play game I've ever played where I realized they didn't have to be shitty. Yeah, because uh, there are a lot of those that are like super, super bad, and I mean, granted, over the last decade, Warframe has gone through a lot of different phases. Yeah, uh, and it, I mean, it's not perfect. You don't hit story until you're like forty hours into it, um, but I, I just think there's a lot there that it proves that with the right systems and um, with enough love, a free-to-play game can be right up there with the best games that are sixty bucks.
0: Excellent. This matches our highest discrepancy of highest and lowest ranking, by the way. It's very good.
3: Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, number 42, Warframe Game of the Decade. Number 41, rounding up the first 10, is Persona 4 Golden, a 2012 release 116 out of a possible 300 points. Danielle put this down at 43. Um, I don't know. She never had a Vita, and it just made it. happen. <laughs> That's the <not> uh, <laughs> That is it. And uh, Steven ranked this very high, up in his top five at number three. Steven, please. Yeah.
1: Persona, of, Persona for the Golden is... Well, the, just the Shin Megami Tensei, Megami Tensei franchise in general is one of my absolute favorite like franchises ever made. They are the in my opinion, the pinnacle of, like, mechanical design in JRPGs in terms of, like, just finding different interesting ways to, like, handle combat and weaknesses and, you know, gaming out different, like, more turns and, and stopping enemies from being able to do turns as well. Uh, in terms of mechanical perfection, I would definitely say maybe Strange Journey is better, but that didn't make this list because Persona 4 The Golden also has just some incredible character writing um, and is kind of the platonic ideal of their whole... i. Like the whole sub-franchises um, thing where you're focused on making friendships with characters. It is basically a visual novel in that way where like a dating sim... Uh, but they found basically the, the perfect blend in four between the dating sim-ish elements, the writing, and the mechanics, uh, all in a way that is incredibly charming, incredibly fun to play, uh, is at less problematic than some of the other games of <laughs> the franchise. Uh, yeah. Um, and in fact, like, pushes into, like, some territory where they, you know, they are, they almost say some very interesting things and some good things about some characters and, like, queerness and stuff like that, but, um, you know, historically people can go out there and find out that. But there was like a same-sex relationship in that game that was taken out before release uh, but the, all the audio files are still recorded and stuff like that which is super frustrating but still better than the complete fuck-ups in Persona 5 so but overall yes uh, fan- just a fantastic JRPG one of the greatest of all time without question
0: excellent number 41 Persona 4 Golden going into our next 10 number 40 is God of War <laughs> this uh, 2018 release 17 one half, one hundred and seventeen out of a possible three hundred points. Now Danielle, who is just not a fan of children or fathers or anything, um, put this at number fifty. Uh, I, I guess, stupidly put it at number six. So I will just say. Uh, I believe it is a top 10 game, not because it says anything particularly interesting or high art about fatherhood, and but because, play and, uh, doesn't but look because right. there is a weightiness to its combat that is more satisfying than any other action game that I've played in the past decade. Uh, better than Bloodborne, it's not floaty like a lot of those games. Uh, Sekiro comes close, but it's, it's just not as satisfying. This game did strike Gosh. a... No, it's not. It uh, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not high. Uh, <laughs> not high. Uh, yeah, it's not high. It's not high on this list because it's not listen. very good. <laughs> this game, this game, straddled the line between great exploration and great combat that a lot of its other competitors didn't really yeah. uh, hit, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I think this game is very, very good. I don't think it does necessarily the like high art things that maybe some of its uh, fans say it does, but I do think it is uh, better than a lot of its competitors. So,
1: In all seriousness, I'm I'm glad you like it, and I'm glad you got it on the list.
0: Yes, I I do like it, yes. Um, Okay, so that's our number 40 game of the decade. All of y'all are super wrong about it, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, Number 39 is Skate 3. Woo! A game, a game that we couldn't buy onto this list without negotiating <laughs> has somehow escaped our bottom 10 and into the next. So, I so knew let's, that was going to happen. So let's talk about this 2010 Bizarre. release, of possible Uh, out of a possible 300 points it earned 125 Uh, Steven put this at number 50 presumably because uh, he failed at doing a 900 when Tony Hawk asked him to and it's just a really 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 embarrassing moment and it's in their life and Nikki put it at number 7 so Nikki, please tell us why you love Skate 3
5: Skate 3 shouldn't exist we shouldn't be talking about Skate 3 because no one at EA wants us to talk about Skate 3 (laughs) and the fact that It's even in the in the cultural zeitgeist at all uh, is is a true reflection of the strength of its mechanics. Uh, the fact that you can wear a hoodie at all times. Yes. Um, very and boring. the fact that you there's an entire game mode in that game where the objective is to not skateboard, but to break as many but bones as you can. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if that's not what the Xbox 360 generation truly was, yeah. then I don't know what it is. I uh, will tell you a
0: very quick anecdote. There is a, uh, a game called Dave Mira BMX uh, Freestyle oh. too. Uh, and it involved uh, ragdoll physics uh, for the GameCube uh, and I think maybe a couple other platforms that's where I played it my friend Jeremy and I hi Jeremy what's up we used to basically <laughs> like set up elaborate like situations where we would just like gauge how bad we hurt the character and then Skate just done yeah, they put, put that mode in the game they
5: put numbers yeah. to it
0: they put a burnout 3 takedown like hurt everything
1: mode in their skateboarding mm-hmm. game.
5: It's really good. Yes, yeah. It's very, very good. It's really good.
1: And so yet, John, good. you do not like Saints Row the Third, which has the exact same mode. Okay, so on to number 38. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no!
0: uh, that was K 3, uh, our number 39 game at Super... Oh, at Super. Uh, at number 38, Game of the Decade is Super Hot and Super Hot VR. Uh, uh, earning 127 out of a possible 300 points. Um, Dylan put this at number 43, probably because the narrator gave him nightmares and (laughs) he hears it in his dreams. Uh, Steven put this at 24. So this is one of those that kind of just got a bunch of votes in the middle. So uh, no one stands out as this game. like No one's saying this game is in their top 10 or anything like that. So Steven... Why is this your number 24 game of the year, of the decade, of the century, of the decade?
1: No, you said decade in there. You you did get it right. Um, Super Hot is just... uh, Well, so let me tell you about Super Hot. Time only moves when you do. Uh, yeah. that's really cool. No, um, it's just, like, it in a very similar way to, like, a Luigi's Mansion 3, which is something we've talked about on the podcast before, too, it's just, like, a really good toy, it's just really fun, and the, just everything about moving through it uh, feels the way that you think it should feel, especially when you play in VR, uh, if you play Super Hot VR, which is, like, a, basically a level pack for this game that only works in VR, where you can just, like people will throw shurikens at you and you can just pluck them out of the air with your hand and then whip them back at their face. Like, that's awesome. And, yeah, just the novelty of everything working the way that you want it to and then allowing you to kind of do what, like, a John Wick hex kind of wanted to do um, in real time... Uh, in real real time uh, it's just super cool super fun super satisfying um, it it has just enough of a narrative there to kind of like feel like it justifies its existence but doesn't become overbearing and yeah uh, super hot super hot it's very good it's very good
0: I can't believe the narrator is also on this call <laughs> uh, I know. If I,
5: if you're I... so lucky
2: to have the narrator
5: it's kind of amazing Third. a smaller side. <laughs> if I'd played Hot VR prior to when I sent you the list, yeah. um holy shit, it would have been so much higher. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So no, that that is kind of a transformative version of the game, yeah. I would say. It's extremely good. All right, so that's our number 38 game of the decade, number 37, uh Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, 2017 release, earning possible out of a possible 300 points, 128 uh sean myself put it at number 49 for um probably because I just like could not get over the fact that nothing I owned could run it very well um <laughs> and I just I just have never forgiven the game for that uh Nikki actually put yeah. this at number 14 so I why, don't why think do I, like PUBG?
5: I watched a game more that calendar year um than PUBG in 2017 and there has not been a moment as singularly uh gratifying and exciting as the first time I won in that game. Ah. um like i remember where I was and what I was doing, where I was sitting, and like exactly how that the end of that match played out probably forever excellent um and it was broken, and that was great, yeah, and the buildings on the Xbox version looked like they were melting, yeah, and that's pretty fun <laughs> yeah,
0: they did. They did, they did. All right, so number 37 player Unknowns Battlegrounds started a revolution that oh, I wish would end.
3: Anyway, uh, <laughs> Fortnite, anyway,
0: Fortnite, haha, did not make the list. Number 36 is uh, Super Giants Bastion, released in 2011, earning 133 out of a possible 300 points. This is another big middle of the roader with Dylan. Coming in at number 36, and Danielle ranking it the highest out of all of us at 28. Danielle, why do you like Bastion?
2: I think Bastion is both a very good, very colorful game with a cool mechanic, with the sort of uh, the narrator uh, talking about what you're doing while you're doing it, which is a cool, nice thing. It also is a little bit of a stand-in, at least the way I voted for it, for uh, Super Giant's games in general. Right. I think Transistor's great. I loved Pyre. I think Pyre is one of the kind of best fantasy sports games ever. Uh, so, yeah, they just make really creative, really mechanically interesting and sound games that are also very pretty and very nice to look at. So, or Sorry, uh, nice to listen to is what I meant to say there.
1: Everybody should yeah. check out Hades, by the way. <laughs> if you like ba- bastioning, you should check out Hades, which was not eligible for this list because it's an early access. But it's yes. it's basically just like a hyper-refined bastion uh, in the modern day. Super good. Nice. Excellent.
0: Uh, so that is number 36, Bastion. Number 35, Stardew Valley, 2016 joint, earning 135 out of 300 points. I ranked at the lowest at 39, presumably because I've been to a farm, and it's a bummer. <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, uh, and merit ranked at the highest at number seven. Merit, why do you love Stardew Valley?
4: Uh, it got me into a genre that I'd never cared for before, and you
0: were not you were not a Harvest Moon person.
4: I wasn't a Harvest Moon person, and Stardew gripped me in this way where um, I would look up, and it had been like six hours, and I'd been playing Stardew Valley the whole time, just like the charm of this game that was made by one guy. Um, I think it really, yeah, like it really just kickstarted that genre and um, sort of brought back this life into that kind of farm sim genre that I think is still kind of going strong.
0: Excellent. That's number 35, Stardew Valley, our game of the decade. Uh, number 34, very unique game, return of the Obra Dinn 2018 release, earning 139 out of 300 points. Merritt ranked this lowest at 44, Steven highest at 13. Steven, uh, why is this murder investigation game? One of your favorites of the decade.
1: Okay, so I've got a YouTube clip that I can pull up for you real quick. And I, I knew to... this was going to happen. <laughs> you, could, uh, you could just play this tone and everything will make sense. You will get it immediately. It will absolutely work.
0: No confusion.
1: No. Uh, no, it's a uh, it's a very gorgeous game with a very unique art style. Obviously, it looks kind of like a 3D, like what if you made a 3D graphics in an Apple II. Uh, which they use both for just like having a very striking look in an era where I feel like a lot of indie games do not have striking looks. A lot of indie games are pixel art platformers and are okay with that, and oftentimes that's fine. But holy crap am I kind of tired of it, and having just that alone is was enough to draw me into a genre that I don't really think I really played a ton of before. Um, it's kind of a mystery point-and-click adventure first-person kind of um, uh, puzzle box kind of thing uh, where you are a like 1700s um, insurance investigator on a ship where everyone who was on board has either died or disappeared and you are trying to figure out how that happened and the way you do so is with a magic pocket watch that lets you see the moment of their death and you just string together moment after moment after moment after moment and this is from the creator of pa- Papers, Please and you see a lot of that Papers, Pleaseness ness um, filtered through in the sense that like because the characters are so um, ill-defined by this uh, very uh, low-resolution art style, you end up being confronted with a bunch of stereotypes that you yourself uh, apply to the characters, you know, based on their ethnicity and their nationality and, like, where they hang out and who they hang out with and stuff like that, because that's all you have to go on in some cases. And sometimes you're vindicated and sometimes you're not. And the game, you know, without being didactic, can kind of point out to you, like, why you think certain ways about certain stuff in an er era you know and it happens to be set in an era where that is obviously like you know more of a factor because of just the nature of being a at sea in the 1700s and whatever and you know having certain characters with each other and then i don't while i don't think the overarching mystery once you actually find out what it is is all that interesting the method of storytelling where it is something that you unravel piece by piece um out of order but through this weird magic pocket watch is just so fascinating and really elevates it to a whole new level
0: excellent turn of the oberdin please go find the discovery chart like chime that plays mm-hmm. it's <laughs> steven's favorite noise uh, that's, that's ever noise. been created good noise
3: Number thirty-four,
0: Return of the Oberdin. At number thirty-three, we have Saints Row the Third, the eleven-game, earning earning one hundred forty-one out of a possible three hundred points. I I like good games with good comedy, so I put this at number uh, fifty. This is the last game on my list, and Nikki put this at eight. Um, just presumably because, you know, he's he's too young to have, like, seen anything good or played anything good. Um, but, Nikki, you know what, I, and I'm, just everyone, since everyone just fucking loves this game and I'm the only one that doesn't, just watch y'all just bombard me with why this game rules.
5: Can I just tell you really quickly about the opening of the video game Saints Row the Third? I've played it. It's
0: very good. You jump out of a plane.
5: No, 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 no. Is that the fourth one? That is no, the maybe vault the heist you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the fourth yeah. one is the uh-huh. vault heist. Okay. The beginning of the third it's all one the same. is you are robbing a bank. Oh, no, yeah. You, the player character, yeah. Shondi, Johnny Gat, and then a dude who's on a television program called Nightblade. Okay. You're all wearing Johnny Gat heads, mm-hmm. including Johnny Gat, who is wearing a head of himself. Right. You robbed like, a bank.
0: Oh, so like, the, like Heath Ledger's Joker at the beginning of The Dark
5: Knight? Yeah, it's a lot like Heath Ledger's Joker at the beginning of The Dark Knight. Somebody stop me! Uh, yeah, and then Johnny <laughs> Gat does say, "Somebody stop me." Okay. Um, and then you rob the bank. Everyone takes off, of, takes their helmets off for no reason, presumably so they can shoot people better, except for you, mm-hmm. because you haven't created your character yet. Mm-hmm. And then you do a bunch of murder, and then you they pick they pick a big cement box out of the out of the bank, and then it's on a helicopter for some reason, and then they drop the
1: vault cool it's very good it's a great game it's fantastic it's It's really really easy to dismiss
4: saints row as family guy humor i think that series grew in such a tremendous way from the first game which was a gta clone to the second game which i think was what people think the later games are right Uh, and yeah i don't know it was uh i feel like it's the good gta it okay. is
5: a good
1: GTA. I it's do want to say any of the cruft, with any out any of the bullshit that they put in front of you because they think they're good writers.
0: Without the hard math in front of me, I'm pretty sure I did tank this more than anything else that we've <laughs> that we've done. Oops. And everyone everyone else had ranked this pretty high, and I came in and just kind of tanked it. So Saints Row the Third, 33rd game of the decade, uh, number 32. We have Super Hexagon, 2012 Super Joint. Hexagon. Yes, <laughs> thank you so Where's much. Guy uh, earning 142 out of possible 300 points, uh, Dylan put this in number 41, presumably because he's never owned a smartphone. <laughs> and Danielle and Merritt uh, both both agree that this is the 20th best game of the <laughs> decade. So uh, please, both of you, why don't you uh,
4: uh, tag team it? It's go ahead, Mary. It's like my platonic ideal of a good mobile game, mm. in that it's is quick it like restarting is quick there's no bullshit there's no grinding there's no buying stuff there's no leveling up it's just you and this thing that is in front of you and the it's one of those games where you really do get into a flow state i think um and it seems when you're watching someone that it should be impossible to do what they're doing but like that that feeling of getting from i can't even parse what's happening on the screen to I'm trying like hexagonist is like truly fulfilling. Um, and the fact that when we were talking about it for this list, I downloaded it and started playing it again, I think is a testament to like how enduring this very simple, but like really tight design is.
0: Nice. Anything to add Danielle?
2: Uh, exactly what Merritt said, but also just, it's very beautiful and very pure and, uh, very meditative.
0: Excellent. That's our number 32 game of the decade, Super Hexagon. At number 31, uh, also a little bit surprising for me, but Near Automata at uh, 2017 release, 142 points out of 300. Uh, Merit ranked this at 41. I think it's because she believes that sexy robots aren't natural. And, Steve- <laughs> and Steven ranked... And Steven yeah. ranked this at number eight. So, Steven, please tell us why the Sexy Robot game is your uh, eighth best game of the decade.
1: Well, see, they just put it in a Nier Automata raid in Final Fantasy XIV. So by the yes, transitive property... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No, Dear Automata is just a... It's a really solid action game that maybe uh, is a little bit too easy because the, like, character designs or whatever. But... Or not the character designs, but the enemy designs or whatever. But, like, just... It's a game that is just from top to bottom about, like... (sighs) Humans and what humans are and and societies. And not not just society in the sense of, like, oh, we live in a society. But, like, societies in, like, what do we think of when we think of society and what, like, could those potentially look like? Because it is a world where machines are picking over the bones of humanity and only have third-hand knowledge of what, like, humanity used to be and look like and stuff like that. So they try to emulate it in their own different ways and create their own little subcultures out of as a result. And laid bare like that over the, like, with these characters uh, that are just like these kind of like blocky Lego model eh, bad guys or whatever, like doing it kind of like creates this really interesting visual metaphor for like what people really are and what we value and what we don't. And then it winds up wrapping that all back into the story by the end of the game with some really interesting gameplay mechanics around the different roots, which aren't really even roots. By the end, the first two are, I think that game does itself a disservice by calling them roots or or endings or whatever, instead of just chapters but that's a whole other conversation but once you get through all of that stuff and get to what it's doing on kind of the metatextual layer of you know the the end credits of that game i'll say um and what it you know what it has to say about uh, the, the journey that you've been on up to that point and what it meant in the greater like view of all the other you know characters and subcultures that you met along the way is just really really cool fascinating emotional and uh one of the best games ever made really Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's
0: it's great. Praise. It's near Automata is fantastic. 31 Nier Automata. Number 30. Super, mar, super, super Mario. Super Mario. 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 Super Mardi Gras. <laughs> uh, super Mario Odyssey. Uh, 2017 release. 143 out of 300 points. Uh, Steven, uh, just absolute. Like I think a haberdashery once uh, hurt him. Or <laughs> hurt, hurt Steven wow. as, as a youngster. Uh, so Nikki put this in number 11 yeah. While Steven ranked this in number 48 So Nikki, quickly Tell us why Super Mario Odyssey is good um,
5: it's the, It feels very good It's a really good feeling Mario game um, It reminded me Why I liked platformers Because ah. I hadn't played one It like for some reason forgot that Galaxy 2 came out Somehow, ah. like my brain had stored that away And it wasn't until I played Odyssey That I was like, oh holy shit I love these and this is a very, very good Mario. Um, and the music fucking rules. It's very good music, so, yeah. So, that's it. That's why I liked it All right, very that's, much. That's that's the tweet, is what they, the is tweet. That they say, that's right? The kids, that's that. what they say. Right?
0: The kids do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the tweet. And the T, right? And, and you're fired. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> earned, Nikki earned the ability to fire me <laughs> because I was, I was like this. Merrick's a uh, weird. Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> Congratulations, That was a mistake. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, coming in at number 29, we have Dishonored Death of the Outsider, 2017. I think we included
1: two in that as well. Two and Yeah, we, we
0: did, although I didn't mention that here, but 146 out of 300. Um, Merit put this at 49 because she's terrible at self Merit. games and Danielle, uh, put this at number four. This <laughs> oh, starts, God. I will just say right now, this starts a very hilarious streak of Merit hating things that Danielle oh, no. wants. <laughs> um, so Damn. this is, ver- this is very good. Okay. So, uh, Danielle, tell us really quick why uh dishonored, uh, death of the outsider is so good for you.
2: Uh, it is an excellent immersive sim And I, I love me a good immersive sim I think Death of the Outsider is the best Dishonored game And that series has always been very, very good I think it starts really well with one I think it continues very well too, And I think uh, Death of the Outsider is sort of the purest expression Of really, really great system design And sort of uh, player verbs And really, really good level design Really rich and interesting level design It also has a really awesome character It's a queer woman of color protagonist
0: incredible it's uh it's very good um all right number 28 we have physical therapy oh no i'm sorry Uh, that's pt uh uh, 2014 release 147 out of 300 possible points uh i ranked this lowest at 36 because hallway's scary and steven ranked this highest at 15 steven quickly tell us why pt is one of your best games of the decade
1: Uh, in a, a very similar way to a lot of the games on this list, I think it basically just revitalized the whole genre. It'd be like, kind of, you know, made people kind of think about, um, horror games in a brand new way, and with this whole, like, kind of repeating idea, um, and just as a cultural, like, touchstone, it became, like, such a stream darling, and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's, I think its importance can't be understated, and it's just, on top of that, really scary. So there you go.
0: Yes. Uh... P.T., number 28. Uh, number 27, this is uh, the uh, the second entry in the Danielle Merritt <laughs> War. And this is Into oh, no. the Breach, 2018 oh, game. I'm sorry. Uh, 140, 149, 149, 149 points <laughs> out of 300 oh. merit. Uh, put this at number 47. She says she hasn't played it, but I think she has a secret grudge against Danielle. Danielle put this at number one, who has put 484,000 hours into this game. Danielle, please tell us why Into the Breach is great.
2: Oh, it's my number one game in the decade. I think it is one of the truly best, most interestingly designed, best balanced games ever made, like in terms of just pure, beautiful simple design you always know exactly what's going to go on it's a it's a you know strategy tactics game but you always know all the information about what actions are going to be taken you know what you're going to do you know what's in your arsenal very very clean very well designed the fact that i found it interesting for almost 2000 god it's at 1700 something hours (laughs) (laughs) looking at my steam account right now the fact that i found this interesting every day since i started playing it almost two years ago i think speaks volumes to it it also has a lot of actual like the storytelling is good. The characters are good. It has a lot of warmth and a lot to kind of say about bad times and surviving bad times. So, so Nikki I did just great. do
0: the math. Nikki did just do the math. You know how many days you played into the breach?
2: Oh, it's going to be close to seven hundred.
0: <laughs> no, it's seventy-one days. Uh, that oh, you played. oh, you mean
2: oh, I, I like see, twenty-four days hour in terms periods, of consecutive time. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of time. It's a beautiful game. Congratulations
0: to Into the Breach for being Danielle's number one game of the (laughs) decade. Uh, Okay, coming in at number 26. (laughs) Oh, 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 man, I forgot about this one. All right, it's Yakuza 0, a 2017 (laughs) game. 150 out of 300 points. Nikki really shit in the apple pie <laughs> on this one. Uh, ranking it at number 49. I haven't played it. Steven, of course, put this at number one. Steven, quickly, why is Yakuza 0 your number one game of the decade?
1: Uh, You know, again, I think I... Uh explained a lot of that on the previous episode so people can listen to that but it's just a you know in, for for me personally it's an incredibly important game it's probably why i have this job it is uh, emblematic of the entire franchise as a whole which is just an incredibly warm series that has gotten progressively more progressive over time and features characters that are uh, incredibly warm not only to themselves but to each other and at the heart of that game it's basically just helping other people in sometimes you know zany fashion but other times like it's just like you know this big kind of gay dad punching people because they were mean to this like total stranger uh for whatever reason and stuff and just being supportive and stuff like that and like building an entire like universe around that as like an uh, as a concept as like the pillar of that whole like philosophical ethos of yakuza is so good
0: excellent okay that is our number 26 game of the decade number 25 Miku's minecraft <laughs> Uh, uh, 2011. There's been a- asterisk next to that, of course. That's didn't actually make this game. I guess that's no, a slander. That's, the, that's what the that's a slander. Is that that is what the <laughs> asterisk is for. Uh, of course, this game re- entered into some form of kind of early access yeah. in 20 in 2009, I believe, but. Twenty eleven is its official release, 152 points out of three hundred. I put this at forty-three because I don't like blocks, and Nikki put this at number five. Nikki, why do you like Minecraft? Because um, he is five. It's because oh. I'm five. Oh wow. That's it.
5: That's, That's all your I age. Got. That's how many are you? Um <laughs> <laughs> it is sim it is the reason why I cared about YouTube. Um it, because it was the, what I was watching on YouTube because yeah. I was of, of the appropriate age. It's the reason um, why I like building things in games. Like, I hadn't ever really been a person to like building stuff uh, right. in video games before Minecraft. And I got my mom... I, it was the first game I convinced my mother to give me her credit card for oh. Um, oh, because I had to use PayPal to give Hatsune Miku money because Hatsune Miku lived in Denmark or whatever, Sweden, mm. but not here and they wouldn't just take my money.
1: Okay. <laughs>
5: Excellent. It's also very good. The music, very good. The music is very C-4 good. C418 crushed it. Uh,
0: number 23B, because we have a tie, is Ooh. the Elder Scrolls five Skyrim 2011 release, 156 points out of 300. Danielle put this at 47 because she is a kleptomaniac, and this is <laughs> uh, a gateway drug. And Dylan, uh, Dylan put this at number 11. Dylan, please, tell us why Skyrim. It's a top, top 20 game for you. Oh,
6: yeah. It's easily top 20. It was it was a little rough to place, exactly. Um, but I, I told this a little bit when we were discussing what games should make the cut. Um, but it's, like, the last game that everyone in my dorm room went to pick up, like, in person at GameStop and wait in line until midnight, you know, as the kids used to. Um, and then everyone played it for, like, six months without stopping. Yeah. And I think that alone... It's something that doesn't happen in my life anymore, so that's partially why it ranks so high. Um, and also, I mean, it is—it it is a good game. It's not as good as Morrowind, which kind of like, yeah, no, killed it. But
0: kind of poisons the conversation yeah. around the Elder Scrolls. But yeah,
6: no, I—I I think this game deserves to be
0: on the list for sure. Uh, number twenty-three, A. We have 2016's Overwatch, one hundred and fifty-six points out of three hundred. Dylan put this at number 39, uh, presumably, because um, just a lot of reasons. I'll just say that. Uh, Just, you know, you know. And then anyway, uh, Nikki put this at number nine. Uh, Nikki, why do you like Overwatch?
5: Um, It made me care about uh, competitive video games in a way that I did not think was possible. Okay. I cared about getting good at this game. With Mm. Rocket League, I accidentally got good at Rocket League. That's just my innate skill. Mm. I like tried to uh, get good at Overwatch, humble brag there, just... and then got good at Overwatch, and it was, a, it's a, if you pretend that Overwatch is only the stuff on the Blu-ray, and nothing else, <laughs> it's a good game.
0: Okay. Also, you love hamster.
5: I also love hamster. I love hamster. And think that they have more rights than people do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. wow. uh,
0: I almost got through it. All right, we've got 21B Super Mario Maker. That means, yes, we have another tie. 2015 game, 158 points out of 300. Steven put this at 33 because they don't like being creative. And Merritt put this <laughs> at number 13. Merritt, why do you like Super Mario Maker?
4: Um, I've never played it. Okay,
0: but,
3: but you don't. <laughs> I feel like it. you don't need Very to. Very good. This game no, has no, has created
4: to. so much content yeah. that it's like I'd never want to play those hard Mario levels, but watching someone right. else play them is hypnotic. Uh-huh. And well,
3: and additionally okay, the if, fact
4: that like this, in addition to like this, the hard speedrunner levels, obviously all the just bizarre stuff that comes from giving people what seems like a really restrictive tool set, and then seeing what they come up with. Is astounding.
0: Well, okay, but if we're going by how much content has been made, then Glenn Charles, creator of the Fraser Crane character, has to be more <laughs> important. <laughs> well, sure. No? <laughs> no? Oh, okay. I'm being taken away out of this room. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's a ton of content, ton of really interesting content. It also I,
5: shouldn't exist.
0: Really? You
5: no, know, like if. If someone told you that Nintendo was going to make a video game where you got to make the Mario levels... Yeah, that'd be... That'd
0: yeah. Be, no, like, yeah. oh no, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, so number 22A, Super oh, Mario wow. Galaxy 2. This is the glut of uh, Mario content, kind of in the middle of the list. 2010, 158 points out of 300. Steven uh, put this at 47, probably because <laughs> they have nightmares about being trapped in space. And uh, I put this at number 9 because it is the third best 3D Mario platformer of all time, and the second best one of this decade uh, I love the uh, the conceits uh, created in Super Mario Galaxy 1 but 2 was really a realization of all of those uh, incredibly unique ideas, it felt a little more streamlined than Galaxy in terms of, kind of trying to get its point across, its level design was a little more playful and there was some Yoshi shit, anyway uh, there was. that's about it Uh, So uh, 20, Super Mario 3D Land. This is 2011, 161 points out of 300. Dylan put this at 36 because his DS made him very sad. 46. Uh, 46, I'm so sorry, 46, because Dylan hates joy. And (laughs) uh, I put this at number two. Yes, my number two game of the decade is Super Mario 3D Land. It's the second best 3D Mario game. It is a perfect distillation of... A to B platforming le- platformer level design it is acres better than 3D world which somehow gets more praise mm-hmm. than 3D land you be typically a cat does. In that one, you could be a cat in that one that's but it, is it interesting? I no, don't think but, it's that
5: interesting. Yeah, but you no. could,
1: that's why.
0: And it is literally the only game that I've turned the 3D on for the, 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 in the 3DS and yeah, it actually yeah. made a difference in the yeah. game. And uh, though that didn't really earn any points I thought it was notable that that was D6? the case. Uh, what is Deep Silver?
5: The, the, submarine. Diver, the Submarine one. No, I don't What's care. It called? Don't care about that.
0: Bloodborne, number <laughs> 19. Uh, uh, 2015 release, 162 points out of 300. Dylan put this at 42 because that big wolf thing really scared him. And uh, Steven put this at number 7. Steven, why is Bloodborne a top 10 game for you?
1: I mean, you got to acknowledge you gotta game. souls it. You, you gotta, gotta souls, put a it. souls. You gotta souls. You gotta have the souls. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think the the crowd pleasing uh, souls game. It's the one that like the most people glom to because of its unique aesthetic. That is kind of basically unlike most things in probably any tr- other AAA studio that I can think of. There's maybe some lighter stuff out there, but uh, yeah, the and the 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 turn. From Gothic horror to Lovecraftian horror, uh, as you get through that game or whatever, is such a is such a landmark moment in just this decade in terms of like video game storytelling and video game like art and uh, how that stuff is used to great effect uh, mechanically. The way that you you know that it, that it, all those games are about repeating the same thing over and over again to get better at it and then returning through old areas and whatnot. That game halfway through. It turns out that there were invisible monsters and and horrible things and the sky was different and all this other stuff the entire time and you didn't realize it. And then once you, you know, get through that turn, once you, um, I think it's when you, uh, defeat a certain boss. I can't quite remember exactly what triggers it, but, uh, it's maybe when you get picked up by... It's around Rom, I think. Rom, yes. It's when you kill Rom, the vacuous spider, um... And, and you stop the illusion, suddenly the entire world that you have been, you know, that you thought you knew the entire time is completely different, and there's a whole new, like, layer of stuff there. Um, yeah, incre- incredible game. Uh, I still think Row is probably the better of the two, but again, uh, this is just the, the crowd pleaser.
0: Excellent. Uh, all right, number 18 is Rocket League 2015 game, 163 points out of 300. Um, Steven put this at forty six. Uh, they they get the the union between car and rocket is just not acceptable. <laughs> it's unholy, uh, unholy. <laughs> um, and Nikki, who loves soccer more than anything on earth, put this in number three. Yeah. So Nikki, please. It
5: is it is the simplest, like, conceptually the simplest uh, thing I've played. In a long time what if soccer but cars um but it has an unbelievable uh, the skill curve is so so well defined that you can have fun if it's the first time you've ever picked up a controller um and if you have been playing rocket league for thousands and thousands of hours there's still always something you can work on and to have that that much replayability and, and that much development be possible um, in that kind of thing is very very cool rocket league rocket league it's a good one
1: thanks psionics
5: the first and only good free playstation plus game
1: okay controversial statement that's n- <laughs> neither of those statements are true <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow okay number 18 game of the decade rocket league at number 17 we have uh, another one that, like, snuck onto the list but somehow managed to be number 17 is Prey. 2017 really? game. You guys are
2: fucking killing me. 167
0: Danielle, points out of 300.
1: The fact that this is this high is amazing to me. I'm um,
0: serious. Mer- Merit put this at 43, presumably oh, no. because at one point she did have an alien living in her coffee mug. Uh, <laughs> and Danielle put this at number two. Uh... <laughs> Danielle, why is this your second best game of the decade? I feel
2: like we've already gone through my like top That's five. That's I mean, like, Hey, Danielle,
0: we definitely 20. have gone through your top five already, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's
2: okay. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. I think Prey is the very best immersive sim, which is a genre that may not have that much going on this decade, but what it had was incredible 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 level design wonderful sense of systems design and level design it let you break the game in really astounding really wonderful ways and it had an incredible rich and interesting story really really good uh character backstories uh and of course it was set in space which is always good and also again a queer woman of color protagonist which is pretty rad i like that i love arcane games thank you (laughs) thank you for making things i like
0: yeah, Arcane is uh pretty good. They had a very good decade, I would say. Uh number seventeen is Prey and fart butt ass. That's gonna be <laughs> where we're cutting it off. Uh <laughs> no, not we're just No no, we're just I know, we're just taking a break. So we're just we're, we're not like this won't even make it. We and just need know. to cut off the you gotta, recording.
6: You gotta take you gotta take a break before you finish the top sixteen. The right, top 16. Yeah, sorry. It's yeah. top
5: 16, baby. There was nice, no round
6: way we could number.
3: have
1: made this a round number. Yeah. No, none. <laughs> it's no, fan no, bites. So 16 is a multiple of eight,
3: you know, yeah. like bits yep. and bytes. Yeah. Oh, right. hey. Oh, boom. Oh, right. uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we will literally just match these together as if, like, nothing actually happened between Friday and Monday, I think, is how we should yeah. handle it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thanks. Sorry, this took a little bit longer than I
4: thought. It's okay. Sorry, uh, I have gosh. to run.
0: No, it's oh, it's really okay. I mean, I think this is fine for us to yeah. cut it off. I we have, gotta wait all weekend to find out.
3: I know. Well, uh, all right. I
2: already found out everything okay. I love. All really right, see ya. At- Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.